0: Yo. Yo, what's up everybody? It's your favorite podcast, Get a Bucket. I'm your host Trey. Thank you. I always appreciate support I always hope y'all having a wonderful day. It is a nice day for me, dude. It's nice and sunny. The birds are chirping. I will admit, though, they were cutting the grass and it was cutting to my recording time, so that kind of pissed me off. But outside of that, though, and you know the occasional 9-to-5 work, which you really don't want to do, but you gotta do it to pay bills. Outside of those two things, and this here quarantine too, I really am not really like I vibe with it. But you know, I wouldn't mind going out. And then, and then on top, I, oh, I got an invite to go play hoops today, and I couldn't man. I'm just blown. But I hope you all are having a wonderful day. Outside of those, life's not bad. You know, like these are first world problems that we're dealing with. So I hope you all are having a wonderful time. And we are gonna go ahead and get started right on into the show. You know how. Have one. We're going to hit y'all up with a couple of NBA topics here I thought I'd bring up. For starters, Shaq and Sir Charles, that's right, Charles Barkley, they both are following my footsteps and saying we should stop the NBA season this year. I would like for it to continue. Don't get it twisted. I love the NBA, but I don't think it's really realistic to continue it and be actually safe, right? Um, And again, they're agreeing with me, and they're no slouchers. They don't sit up there and participate in load management or aren't overly competitive like these two gentlemen really love the gamer and are big competitors and even they realize charles Barkley realizes ladies and gentlemen that we need to sit back and just relax on this whole covid instance i understand the NBA players may want to play they had a they had a meeting this past friday and the big name stars said that, hey they want to play i get it but let's say for example everyone got to be stationed in the hotel well that means the staff also need to be quarantined anybody who's dealing with the NBA like NBA athletes at all you need to be quarantined and if not is there a guarantee that you're safe I everyone's gonna be safe then or let's say for example all the resources all the COVID tests are now taken because we want to see nba basketball i love basketball yet again but if i need to have the test and it's not available because we're testing the players constantly i'm gonna be a little tight i like the nba but i love me more and i'm sure a lot of other people like can actually join that sentiment so again we need to actually chill out on this whole covid test thing and wait and see Uh, we need to chill out on resuming the nba and wait and see what we need to do exactly for covid because a lot of things can happen between now and when they and Like, let's say, for well, example, next year. I know this will be a second wave coming to of, of COVID, so let's pump the brakes a little bit. Not to mention the fact that the championship year will have an asterisk. Remember the Heat when 2013 they beat KD, Russ, and James Harden? Yeah. If they didn't win the following year, they were going to have an asterisk because that was a year where it was a lockout season, so it was a shortened season. Anything that kind of messes up the NBA season is going to cause an asterisk so you have an asterisk and on top of that uh, towards your title and on top of that it's a safety concern let's pump the brakes please people all right now the NBA awards it's okay to issue these out now like we've played 80% of the 82 games that we've had and again in 1978 Bill Walton won the NBA MVP award so we can issue that out after someone's only played 55 games we can issue out the rest of the awards after we played what 62 65 so for starters I'm going all the way down to the executive of the year and we're gonna issue that to the Pelicans Yep, that's right. The Pelicans won that award because they have the best assets and what I think could be the best future for the NBA going forward. You have Zion, you have Brandon Ingram, who are both all-star caliber talents. You still have Drew Holiday and JJ Riddick, not to mention Lon- not to mention Lonzo's on the up and coming. the team, stellar team. Now, coach of the year though, shout out to Nick Nurse and the Raptors, because you lose Kawhi Leonard, and on top of that, your veterans are injured throughout the entire season and you're called a potential contender, yeah, I'm, you're, you're, you're getting the title. You can go a couple of teams, but I personally think the Raptors take the cake on this one. Now, Rookie of the Year, if Zion played a little longer, like all like the whole season, you might have a better case. I gotta go Ja Morant. Let's not harp on this one too much again. That's the real reason why it has to go to Ja, and for the fact that Ja played his ass off. No disrespect to Ja at all, but it was a no-brainer based on how this year went. Now, the most improved player, I got to go Brandon Ingram. You could say Luka because, yeah, he's an MVP caliber player this year, but he also put up, like, MVP caliber stats last year as well. I mean, 21, 6, and 7, that's not too far off of what LeBron James did back in his younger days, and he was considered an MVP caliber player. So, I mean, him becoming an MVP player again, like, he... He's playing similarly to how he played last year. Whereas Brandon Ingram was in the shadow of LeBron James, and now he gets traded to the Pelicans. You know, he's an all-star for the first time, playing alongside Drew Holiday, waiting for the return of Zion. You know, you got all this new turmoil, I mean turnover. It it just makes sense for Brandon Ingram to be the most improved player again, thinking in terms of contact, and as well as him becoming an all-star for the first time this year. Sixth man of the year. I gotta go... Dennis Schroeder. I want my actual pick of Lou Williams, but I think who they'll select is Dennis Schroeder simply because of the story. The Clippers are not a better story than the Thunder this year. The Thunder have been miraculous, meaning the fifth seed in the West if the playoffs started today and your best player is Chris Paul and after that, Shea Gillies Alexander, and then Dennis Schroeder or possibly Danilo Gallinari. These are not household names outside of Chris Paul. Chris Paul is like, what, 34, 35? So, we're looking at a stellar team and again it's the story not the player because if it was based on the play specifically Lou Williams is putting up similar stats and on top of that his defensive stats are on par and he doesn't have the physical advantage that Dennis River has defensive player of the year I got to go Anthony Davis I want to say Giannis but Anthony Davis almost doubles his stats in both I mean 50% increase in Steals and 150% increase in blocks compared comparing their stats. I understand Giannis has to do a lot more than A D, but again, this is a defensive award. A D gets it. It's a close call though, but I think A D gets it. And now MVP. I gotta go Giannis. Yet again, you can say Braun, you can say Harden, but both of those players have two co-star MVP caliber players themselves. Whereas Giannis only has Chris Milton, who's an all-star caliber player. Giannis is also first in his team amongst all stats, except for blocks and steals, which he's second. And his team is the best in the league. So when you factor all that into it, he's my MVP of the NBA this year. Half 2. Y'all already know we're going to hit you with the Jordan Last Dance Episode 7 and 8. Eight, and I gotta admit That thing was smooth When I first watched it I had done a nice long Work load right And I went to sleep I had to rewatch it And I'm gonna start with episode 7 Cause there were a couple things that Stood out to me the most Now Jordan's father passing He uh Died after t- uh, Apparently two 18 year olds Murdered him Um I had a couple of questions about that because if you're going to kill Jordan's father, like, you have to recognize that it's him. You have to. Like, Buddy was sleeping on the road. Like, I'm mad you can't get some sleep. You can't catch some Zs on the road. You know what I'm saying? And... Like, what was your game plan, huh? Like, you, you steal the car. you realize it's Jordan's dad. You could have either, one, let him go just off the strength of his Jordan father and you keep the car. Or you, two, could have gotten the ransom because we already saw how much money Jordan paid on gambling for small, minute things. Imagine what he would have paid for his damn daddy. So, I mean, you, you, that was a little foolish. You shouldn't, have tried, you shouldn't have murdered him to begin with. But... Terrible options right there. So that's what I noticed right there. I feel for Jordan, I feel for his family, because I hate the fact that he had to go through that dumb shit. He really didn't have to. Again, as I said on my last episode, please let's promote more peace. Um, also Jordan's retirement. That was a like Jordan's father passing was the real or the main reason why he retired. And Jordan growing up wanted to actually play baseball. So he went to the minor league now he didn't look again it's not the MLB this is like the G League for the NBA so and you know Jordan had a nice little hot start for a second then they switched it up on him a little bit in terms of pitching style and then that kind of threw him for a little loop but you got to respect Jordan because he did come back after the struggle and prevailed a little bit so I mean I give him tremendous credit you go from basketball to baseball completely different sports like I've never played baseball like that And I feel like I would have to train a lot to be able to succeed in that sport So I I actually find a lot of admiration for him Now the biggest thing Scotty's ass is still tripping ladies and gentlemen Like in these two episodes this man is still tripping like he is the alpha dog on the squad We all know his ass don't really shoot the ball that much though. He's not the scorer He can play make and he can score, but he's not a scorer. It's a big-ass difference. So Why is he tripping? This fool sat up here, and in a playoff game, game three, where you're down 0-2, and at the closing seconds, he decides he don't want to play because Phil Jackson has now designed up a play to make Scottie Pippen the decoy, where everyone's thinking Scotty's going to get the ball. And you have Tony Kukoc, who's a better shooter than you and has made game winners that season shoot the last shot. Oh, and by the way, to help y'all out, it like Phil Jackson's game plan worked. Yeah, Scotty, you bugging now? To, to his credit, he did state that you know he was wrong and all that stuff. But he also came back and stated that you know he probably wouldn't have done it. He probably wouldn't have done it any other way. Like he would have done the same thing. Now, maybe he's saying that from a standpoint of it helped him grow as a leader. I hope that's what he's saying. Uh, but that was kind of foolish. Again, I need Scotty to get back. Uh, I, I, this this documentary is not helping Scotty look at all. Now, episode eight. Episode eight was smooth because you highlight Jordan's return. And, you know, he comes back from baseball after, like, a year and a half. And he doesn't dominate the game like he used to, but he was still dominant, you know. Now, he lost to the, to the Magic. And, uh, and, you know, it is what it is. You had Shaq and Penny back then. They were tough, right? Like, you had a solid squad plus Horace Grant, who was on your team for, like, initially. That's a tough team to beat. That's a tough team to beat. And on top of that, they lost to the Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem the dream Olajuwon-led rock rocket. Like, that, that's kind of tough. And actually, he might be thankful that he didn't face Hakeem because then his finals record, perfect finals record, might have been in jeopardy. Think of Hakeem and Jordan finals matchup as like the Kobe and Braun matchup that we wanted to see but did not get a chance. To see. That's how I want to play it just to sit home for you guys because we weren't able to see Jordan. So you gotta relate it. Now, Jordan also had additional beef. Like we all know Jordan was an SOB. We know. We know that Jordan was tough on his teammates, we get it. Um, he actually fought Steve Kerr in practice because Steve Kerr, I guess, said f- I fouled him initially and then Jordan returned to- Jordan retaliated saying that's how you set a f- that's how you foul or something like that. Then Steve Kerr, granted, Steve Kerr does throw the first punch, but Jordan 6'6", Steve Kerr is about 6'2", 6'3", and kind of fragile. So, it, you know, Steve Kerr throws the first punch, hits him in the chest, and then Michael Jordan hits him in the eye. So, I got to give credit to Jordan because he does call Steve Kerr and apologizes. They actually become stronger, have a nice, like better bond. let us It's kind of just showed you, hey, bro, Jordan wants to know if you'll ride or die with him. If you can stick up for yourself and you can also help stick up for him. He had a lot of stuff to carry. He needed a team. And in his own way, that was him trying to, I guess, prepare Steve Kerr and, and the rest of the team. So, I mean, I, I get where his leadership is going. Me, personally, I don't I do not do that style, at least not to that degree. But, you know, it got him six rings. So, he must have been doing something right. And then, uh, a classic battle between the Bulls and the Sonics, the Seattle Supersonics. You had Gary the Glove Peyton. Sean Rainman Kemp and Company battling Jordan Pippen and the Bulls, and Jordan's on record for saying he would have squashed Peyton no matter what. Like he laughed when he heard Gary Payton saying if they had put if George if, if George if Michael if George Michael would actually put Gary Payton on Jordan, then the series might have gone a little differently. I actually agree with Gary Payton because the series was. 3-0 favoring the Bulls at one point and he goes 4-2 when George Michael uh, yeah, when George Michael sits up there and actually uh, yeah, when what's the when George Carl sits up there I'm sorry and switches GP on to Jordan he extends the series you do that after game 2 when you're down 0-2 when you really should be throwing all your guns now that might even the series up the 2-2 And we've seen time and again Where someone goes up 0-2 in the finals And then the team comes back and wins the next 4 That has happened The Mavericks and the Heat I want to say, was it twice? It could have been twice Just reverse winners So we'll never know But I loved the last dance Both episodes I, All the highlighted sections If you have not seen it Please go tune in. It, it just made me that much more excited for, like, episodes 9 and 10. I swear to God. Yeah. All right, everybody. That's all the time I had. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. I really truly do appreciate it. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of the day. Please continue to subscribe. Tell anybody who's anybody. Follow the IG page at bucket underscore pod. And, again, stay in quarantine. Stay safe. But, you know, have fun. Have fun. And, hey, if your city's up there letting y'all out a little bit, You might be able to test the waters. Let me know how it goes. Uh, Send some feedback for the episode, and I hope y'all have a good one. See y'all.